0: I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking to Mother of the Bride Maria Picardi-Kenyon about her daughter Angela's wedding at Seabreeze Point and Monsieur Paul in the France Pavilion at Epcot. And I like to, every once in a while, have the mother of the bride on because I think they offer a lot of great advice for brides because they've been through this before and now they've been through it a second time. And it's just an interesting perspective on the wedding because sometimes they see things that the bride doesn't see because it's being kept from the bride and as it should be. Another reason I like to have them on is because they give great advice on how to work with your own mother. If you are the bride and you are planning your own wedding and your mom is heavily involved, you can get some great tips from some other moms. So, Welcome, Maria.
1: Thank you for having me, Carrie. I'm actually very excited.
0: Well, I'm so glad that you could be on the show today. I'm really excited to share your daughter's story and your story. I'm curious to know, at the beginning, whose idea was it for your daughter to have a Disney World wedding? Was it something that you had kind of encouraged in her, or did she come up with it out of the blue? She
1: has wanted to have a Disney World wedding since she was three. Ah. And so when
0: you guys started actually gearing up to do the planning, did you notice that a lot had changed in wedding planning since your own wedding? Did you feel like, oh, this is, I know exactly what to do, it's just like my wedding, or wow, this is a whole new ball game?
1: It was a whole new ball game from 1979. When I got married, you know, you picked out your hors d'oeuvres for cocktail hour and your dinner, and a few flowers for the tables, and it was over. This was very, very detailed.
0: Interesting. Yeah, Disney certainly is known for their detailed touches. It sounds like you were pretty involved in every step of the planning. How did you and Angela divide up the duties?
1: Angela just gave me the duties. (laughs) I ran everything by her as we added, changed, and deleted. But once Angela picked the food and the colors... She basically let me run with it.
0: Interesting. That's great. It's, it sounds like you guys have a great relationship that she entrusted the whole wedding to you.
1: We, we really do.
0: Did you ever come up against anything where you disagreed on the way to do something?
1: Cindy's coach. That, that was a hard thing to let go of. Angela decided she didn't want it. And now that we didn't have it, I have to say I don't miss it. Interesting. That was our biggest struggle, Cindy's coach.
0: That's good that that was the biggest thing and not, you know, interpersonal relationships or some of the typical things you often hear about when mothers and daughters are planning together. No, no, we didn't have any of that. That's wonderful. And how did you like working with Disney to plan the wedding?
1: I loved it. Our planner was Val Rico, and she was extremely communicative. I can't speak highly enough about her. I mean, I never waited more than a day to get a response from an email. That's great. She was amazing. And our floral planner during the planning was wonderful as well. How many guests did you have? We invited 110. We ended up with 65.
0: Interesting. A good manageable size.
1: Yes. And because we had fewer than expected, it allowed us to put our dollars elsewhere.
0: Oh, that's good. Towards such things as?
1: Decorations. I spent a fortune in floral.
0: <laughs> and then talk a little bit about how you guys decided on the locations for the ceremony
1: and the reception. Angela was adamant that she did not want the reception in a hall. If she was going to have it in a hall, she'd stay home. That Those were her exact words. She definitely wanted it either outdoors in Epcot, something like that. Our first choice was Italy, being Italian, but unfortunately the Italian restaurants in Italy do not allow you to have weddings inside them. And we were concerned if it rained where we would end up, and also being end of June would our guests pass out from the heat. Oh, right. So Val mentioned that Monsieur Paul's sometimes has receptions. And so we went there and we looked at it. The manager was wonderful. He could not have been more gracious. He was willing to do anything we wanted to the menu and to the bar. So uh, we felt very comfortable. And we liked the idea that it kind of reminded us of an upscale version of a restaurant we dine in in New York in a little Italy neighborhood. So it really worked out beautifully. We were very happy with it.
0: That's great to hear, especially since it is run by an outside vendor, and your first thought would be, oh, they're going to be intractable about making changes. So it's great to hear that they were so eager to work with
1: you. Actually, the restaurant was more willing to make changes than Disney. I don't remember her name, but when we met at the restaurant, the Epcot coordinator kept pushing back a little bit. And the manager of the restaurant said, oh, no, if they want these tables moved, we'll move them. If they want the cake there instead of there, they could, whatever we wanted, he was more than happy to do.
0: Wow. And then did your daughter add any Disney touches or have any kind of a theme for the reception there in the ceremony?
1: We didn't do any Disney touches in the decor at the restaurant. The only Disney touches we did, Angela had a little crystal hidden Mickey in her bouquet, and her husband Phil had one in his boutonniere, and my granddaughter, who was the junior bridesmaid, carried a Minnie Mouse floral to look like Minnie Mouse. Other than that, we didn't do any Disney touches as far as decor. We had Minnie and Nikki at the reception, which was a tremendous hit. But the the decor was, we tried to keep it as country French as possible. Angela wanted our guests to feel like they were eating in her home.
0: And then you talked a little bit about how floral ended up being a large ticket item. What were the most and least important aspects of the wedding when it came to focusing your attention on, but
1: unfortunately what were the most important things ended up being our largest disappointments. Mm. Angela's bouquet was the size of a bridesmaid's. The decor at the Seabreeze point pavilion, we had asked them to have chiffon hanging by where they're getting married, where they said their vows and then three chandeliers hanging above them. And that was fine, but the floral that I paid substantial money for, holding back the chiffon, was not as prominent as I thought it would be. So I was very disappointed in that. Also, my daughter's husband, Phil, his mom unfortunately passed away years ago. So he wanted to honor her by putting a bouquet on an empty chair where, you know, in the uh, pavilion, Mm -hmm. that was forgotten about. Oh, my. Yeah. So, thank God Val pulled a few flowers out of something and wrapped it with ribbon, and we used that for his mom. Mm -hmm. Um, The reception decor was okay. It wasn't blow your socks off. It was okay. Every table was different, as we requested. Again, I just expected more. The biggest disappointment was the dessert party, because Val and uh, the Epcot coordinator had approached me at about 5 or 5.30 that that evening and said they wanted to call the dessert party because of an 80% chance of rain. And I said, but there's not a raindrop coming down. And, uh, he basically told me I didn't have a choice and we went back and forth and he agreed to wait until 630 to call it. So we never had to call it because it never rained. So the first thing I see walking into the dessert party are these black plastic chairs and they were supposed to be silver shivari. And that was very important to Angela. That was one of the few things she really wanted. They were not there. The other thing was we wanted a Grand Marnier frozen slushy machine. And when I went to get a Grand Marnier slushy, it wasn't a slushy. Come to find out, they had already assumed it was going to be cold, and they didn't turn the machine on in time. Huh. So... You know those were very big disappointments, not saying Disney didn't compensate. they did, but those are things we can't undo. The pictures have black chairs in them, which really upsets me, interesting,
0: and the chairs had also been pulled because they thought it was gonna rain, and so why bring the chairs or something Yes, uh-huh.
1: yes. so you know, I guess they were just keeping me quiet because I think they could see I was really getting upset by telling me they'll wait till six thirty. well. Much to the disappointment, it didn't rain, and we went to the dessert party.
0: Hmm. Well, that's interesting. And so they did resolve it, though they were able to compensate you for
1: part of it. Well, yeah, they they didn't they didn't charge me, but I would have rather paid the bill and had silver chivari chairs.
0: Exactly. So then, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like it was going to be a big deal? Maybe problems that you were anticipating that then never materialized?
1: Nope. I didn't anticipate problems. <laughs> I, was in my, I was in my Disney mindset. I didn't anticipate problems. And to be honest with you, Gary, probably a large part of that is because you gave us the heads up as to what to anticipate. So I think I nipped a lot of it in the bud before it even came to pass.
0: That's interesting. Okay. So what turned out to be your favorite memory of your daughter's wedding day?
1: Our dance together. I did not know she was going to dance with me. I had been teasing everyone for months. I'm the mother and I don't even get to dance with my daughter. My husband gets all the glory. And uh, she had them play uh, Andre Bocelli's The Prayer, and she and I danced together. Oh. Yeah, it was really a special moment.
0: That's wonderful. So then what would you say to any mothers who might be having trouble with their daughter's decision to have a Disney wedding?
1: Jeez, what would I say to them? I'm so addicted to Disney, that just could never be. <laughs> I would say to them that it's their daughter's day and just try to be supportive. You know, you don't you don't want to have unpleasant memories you you really don't right
0: and then do you have any tips for brides who might be having a difference of opinion with their mothers during the wedding planning
1: yeah i i think and, and i've noticed this on the boards i think the brides tend to dig their feet in a little bit too much as well you know they have to realize their parents are they've raised them i mean they're letting them go it's it's hard it's it's very hard, and uh, I just think that my daughter and I did everything we could do to make it a joyous experience, and I I just hope every daughter and mother do that. You know, it's not how many flowers you have or you know what you serve. It's it's the memories you're going to keep.
0: Definitely, yeah. So then, is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see
1: photos of the day? Actually, there are, no, there are very few pictures right now, because Angela has insisted, which of course I don't agree, that she only wants to put the pictures she likes up, so I am waiting for her to give me approval. <laughs> well, I know how she feels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think every picture is gorgeous. I will say Miss Demioto was phenomenal. Phenomenal. cannot say enough about her.
0: Well, let's see. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the day?
1: Yeah, just have fun with it. That's what it's all about. Have fun with it.
0: That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Maria. I really appreciate your sharing the story of your daughter's day and your own advice on pulling off a Disney wedding. And I appreciate your being on the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie.
0: That's our show for today.